You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friends, and welcome back. Well, this week we have Therapy Thursday on a Monday, and I am joined by my friend and therapist, Dr. Lydia Martinez, who is a Christian mental health counselor. She's a mental health counselor who I say Christian first because everything she does is based on honoring God and loving God, and her advice and therapy is based on biblical principles. Would you say that's correct, Dr. Lydia? Yeah, what a what a beautiful way of in what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited to jump right in today because I don't know if you know, but sometimes these people in our lives don't get along. <laughs> oh, what a great another great introduction. I have to tell you that Thanksgiving is a wonderful time of the year, right? Probably the best food ever. Great time to be um, celebrating and slowing down a little bit, right? Right. And at the same time, wow, talk about a remembering of a lot of family dysfunction. Yes, having to sit across the table from people that you've tried to avoid all year long. Oh boy, that's a toughie. Yes. Yeah. And then throw into that, we just had an election and there's going to be people at our table who possibly didn't vote the same way we did. Wow, that's a whole nother layer. And I wasn't even thinking about that. So yes, it doesn't even matter what the topic of the discussion is. Sometimes um, the disagreements can be pretty pretty heated, right? Yes. And um, sometimes it's hard to learn to disagree. And sometimes it's uh, hard to agree to disagree. How do you love someone and still disagree with them? And it's like what you said, if I've been trying to avoid you all year long, then there's (laughs) a possibility that I've been carrying some unforgiveness or bitterness in my heart. And it might not be something you did against me. It might just be that I can't see why you live the way you do or hold the beliefs that you hold or treat other people in the family the way that you do. So that's yeah. a lot of stuff we bring stuffing to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that's a good one. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff stuffing. Yeah. And I have to tell you that it's it's unfortunate whether we're the one. And sometimes it's us. You know, sometimes we're the ones passing judgment on others. And I, I got to put this out there. Sometimes people think that we as Christians are judgmental. And I have to tell you that there's probably a big group that is. Yeah. And and then I have to tell you, too, that we are not supposed to be, right? We're not supposed to be judgmental, but we are supposed to be the light. So how do we do that? What What is the difference between being the light and being judgmental? So it's the difference between reflecting God's light or beaming a light on what you're doing that I don't agree with. Oh, okay. Yes. Tell me more, please. Think about it. It's like, are we going to look to God to be the light of our lives, of our day, right? And we do have a, it's a double standard. There is a double standard. God expects more from us because we know him and we know better. Mm -hmm. But when we reflect his light, when we receive his grace and mercy, and then we're so filled with that love and forgiveness and kindness that we pour it onto others and they're able to receive love, kindness, gentleness, patience, 
forbearance, all of those beautiful fruit that come from the Spirit of God, then there's that's a very different feeling than me taking a bright light, a spotlight, and shining it on your mistakes, on your opinions, on all of the things that divide us and divide our hearts and our minds and our lifestyles. So if I am not a Christian, or if I am at a table with a bunch of Christians, and I'm not one, how uncomfortable that probably feels, right? Yeah. Because you're feeling like you're being judged. So what, what's the fine line? How do you do that? How do we shine our light without blinding someone? How do we shine our light where we are illuminating rather than blinding? Right. Well, the first thing I think we ought to look at is our power source. Where's our light coming from? If we are well prepared, if we have spent time in the word, in God's presence, in prayer, then our hearts should be aligned with his. And then we become self-aware, like, where am, where am I not feeling it? Where, what am I anxious about? You know, and I would even say, if you're anxious about seeing one certain person, you be the first to go up to that person, to greet them, to give them a warm hug, not just a hi, you know, maybe even a, hey, I haven't, haven't talked to you in a while. How are you doing? Extending the olive branch, extending grace and mercy. But first we need to receive that grace and mercy from the Lord and be filled with it. And you know what? I always say when I can't feel God's presence, when I can't feel his grace and mercy, then I can take my eyes and lift it to the cross because there I can see the visual picture and I can rest in a place that there is a fact that his grace and mercy is extended to me even when I don't feel it. Right. So that, what does that mean? Then we got to prepare before we are preparing our turkey and preparing our pies and the side dishes. And I don't know about you, but when I'm cooking for Thanksgiving, I have to sort of time everything because I can't have the turkey in there at the same time as the pies. So that turkey takes up a lot of space. So I have to sort of make the pies before, and then I have to figure out like if someone's helping me make the sides, I have to sort of coordinate the the time schedule so I can plan ahead and and not only that, then I have to make sure that I have all the ingredients for everything that I'm making ahead of time and everything that's thawed appropriately. That means a giant turkey that I may have bought a week ago needs to be thawed appropriately so that I can cook it long enough. It's a lot of planning, a lot of planning and preparing, and you've got one oven for everything. So um, we have to kind of do the same thing with our feelings. And we kind of have to do the same thing when we're going to be preparing for for dinner with family members that that possibly we don't get along with, that possibly we have a history of trauma with, possibly that everyone's getting together for a greater purpose. You know, maybe Abuelita, it's going to be her last Christmas or Thanksgiving, or maybe it's um, whatever your motivation is, um, that you're all coming together at this one meal. So how can we prepare? What do you think would be the best ways for us to prepare for Thanksgiving while we are organizing our our menu. Well, let's start with Psalm 119, verse 147. And it says, I rise up before dawn and I cry for help. I wait for your words. And Mark 1, verse 35 says, In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. So Jesus himself knew the value of waking up early and prioritizing prayer to his Father. And we know that there's 
great reward, and he is our reward, but there's a great reward that comes from spending time with God and prioritizing it. And if you think you're not going to have time, set your alarm for 20 minutes earlier. If you don't know what to read, Google Bible verses on mercy, Bible verses on grace, Bible verses on Thanksgiving. Maybe the Lord will give you something you can share with somebody at the table. If you first read it from him, then you're able to offer it generously and freely to others. Oh, that's beautiful. So I guess the first thing in preparation would be to sit down in prayer, right? Sit down in prayer and uh, just like you're putting your menu together, just like you are putting the time of the menu, what gets cooked first, second, third, that kind of thing. How you have to do just, the same thing. How about just making a list of the people that are going to be in your Thanksgiving dinner by your side and pray for them one by one for each of the situations that you know about? Oh, I think that's a lovely way to get your mindset going. Prepare for each one of them. Pray for each person. Pray for each person. Pray with a scripture in mind. Maybe even combine those. Yeah. And put a scripture for each person. That is a great way to prepare ahead of time for the the ex, your expectations. Because sometimes we are kind of fixated on negative thoughts. And yes. when we're thinking about Aunt Sally coming to dinner. Oh, boy. Or the drunk uncle. We're like, oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. You know, um, so instead of thinking and expecting negativity is praying for them ahead of time so mm -hmm. that your thought process, you're already setting the tone in your head and in your heart for something better. So that's great. So that's a, on the preparing side of things. What about once you are in the thick of it, you are sitting down, you have just said grace and you are passing the turkey. What happens now? Well, I would say part of that is recognizing your own triggers. Triggers meaning, you tell us what triggers means, Dr. Lydia. Wow. I think the triggers are just whatever sets you off, those buttons. Okay. And I do have to tell you that sometimes the buttons are on the outside and so very easily pushed. And sometimes they're on the inside. And we're thinking that they're pushed, but they're not. You know, sometimes we are allowing something in our past to trigger us. Mm -hmm. And it, it was unintentional, the misunderstanding. Um, so how can we allow those triggers not to be pushed, not to be touched, or how to be uh, gently maneuvered while we are in, in the dinner or in the experience with our family? What do we need to do? Well, I would say recognize that you're an overcomer. You have the power through the relationship that we have with God. We're given power with the, by the Holy Spirit to overcome those things once we recognize it but it's you know this is why i think everybody needs a little bit of therapy because it's hard on your own without somebody who can point that out but we do have the holy spirit who is the most powerful source on earth and beyond that can help you so while you're doing number one also as you pray for others pray for yourself take a minute and think about what are my triggers what are those if they say this then i'm going to let them have it and if they say that, say, you know what? Today, I'm going to let that go for the sake of peace in the family. We've talked about it in the past. You can always go back and revisit, but you can't take back what you've said. Oh, yeah. So That's just tough. let it go. Mm -hmm. And for the sake of peace, extend grace. And sometimes you can just acknowledge that that's how they feel. Let's say it's a political talk and you don't agree with anything they have to say. None of their opinions. You share no values with them. You can say, wow, I really see that that's important to you, period. 
move on to the next subject. Pass the cranberry sauce. Yes. <laughs> so tell me about your kids' football practice last week. How's your daughter doing? How's that search for a job? I'm gonna pray for you. If you had any luck, like just where are their where are their pain points that you know? And instead of pushing them to get a reaction back, put some soothing balm and try to meet them where they are. Wow, Lisa, I feel like you're on fire today. And I have to say that recognizing triggers is the first step. So in addition to praying ahead of time, like before Aunt Sally shows up, the day before, a couple days before, definitely, in the moment, a couple things that we can do, which you just mentioned, is we can just let it go, completely distract. That's a really good technique, distract. Hey, how about them curtains? Those are beautiful. Are those new these year? Exactly. If you <laughs> know something they're if you know something they're interested in, if they're very passionate about their dog, if you just mention the dog, you might be able to distract them. Squirrel, something else. Let's <laughs> Without making it obvious, well, let's change the subject because we don't know. You yeah. know what? Let's go back to the treat others the way you want to be treated. We've all said and done things we regret. And isn't it nice when someone comes alongside of you and says, it's okay, let's just change the subject. Let's just redirect. Instead of digging in, that's what you said. You just, I heard you say it. And oh, you may yeah. have. Well, redirection is very a really good tool to keep in mind when you have people who are very passionate about what they're what they are talking about. So redirection is a nice distraction. Also, just saying, hey, how about we agree to disagree? Let's enjoy this time. Sometimes that's a nice segue into if you can't redirect in the moment, maybe that's like an invitation to for them to come up with a topic to yeah. redirect. But I love how you follow that up because a lot of times let's agree to disagree is fighting words because now mm. you're telling me you disagree with me. Oh, I thought sometimes it's obvious. Right. Know? Yeah. But sometimes I like how obvious. you followed that up. You said, let's agree to disagree. And you know what? I'm just so happy to be with you today. And I don't want to talk about things that are going to divide us. I'm just, I, I've missed you. And that kind of like melts a person's heart a little bit, you know, like, oh, wait, you're not mad at me. You don't hate me because we disagree. You actually want to know about my life, to spend time with me. That's, that's, you know, a it sweet word. Yeah, it is. And I think the second thing that we got to do is we do have to serve up maybe not a side dish, but another main dish of grace, undeserved forgiveness, right? Yes. So disagreements are going to happen and maybe little digs are going to happen. And maybe you can keep the conversation light, distract a little bit, but you got to have to have a, a big helping double portion of grace and let's define it again. Okay. I always have to define it. Sometimes I have to take the word out and put in with a definition so that I know what I'm doing, you know, so undeserved forgiveness. So sometimes I have to be looking at somebody and saying, I got to extend undeserved forgiveness on that comment. Oh yeah. Because that's the only thing that's going to derail you, get you off that, that, that crazy train. Yeah. Um, and it's important because, you know, these are going to be good tips to be able to have you make good conversations. Yes. And smile. Smile and a gentle touch on their arm. You know, like it. Don't, pu don't punch anybody. Gentle touch. Be aware <laughs> of your body language. Don't sit with your hands crossed and your head down because, you know, you look like an angry person, not like mm -hmm. a Christian full of joy and thanksgiving on this beautiful day. Yeah. And it's hard. Also, think about like, we don't even realize that sometimes the, the dialogue that's going on in our head, like, oh, 
Look at what she's wearing. Oh, look at what he said. And it comes out in your body language. So you're going to have to be very aware and cognizant of what you're saying in your head. Because sometimes yeah. you may be shaking your head now. Exactly. Be intentional. Hissing and, um, and rolling your eyes. I can catch an eye roll a half a, half a block down. <laughs> That's a good talent. It's not. <laughs> it's not. When you're trying to overlook, it's not a good talent to have. It's hard. It's one of those things that you have to die to your flesh. Choose to surrender my will and what I want for the good of mm -hmm. Christ, just choose to, Lisa, it's not about you today. If we really think about Thanksgiving as a day to offer gratitude to our Lord and Savior, and the people next to us might just be there for the turkey, but if your heart is aligned with God and you just want to honor God today, I just want to show you how thankful I am. And we never do anything for God to earn or so, you know, for salvation, but because we have free grace and mercy, like you said, undeserved forgiveness, then we're able to bring an offering to the table. And that offering yes. can be our flesh. That offering can be my desires, my pride, what I want, how I want to be treated and respected and spoken to. I can just offer that up. And today I can move to our number three, which is choose love. Yes. Oh, we need a healthy portion of love too. But how do you do that when you are angry? How do you show love when you have this pent up anger? You haven't seen people in a whole year, maybe, or you have, and you've been avoiding them or avoiding a topic, or you're waiting, you're waiting for Thanksgiving or they're waiting for Thanksgiving. You've prayed, you're setting the table with grace and love and mercy and kindness and all the fruits of the spirit. How wonderful. But, but you're going to be attacked. So what, what do you do then, Lisa? Well, we go back to the word of God. First John 4, 19 says, we love because he first loved us. John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only precious begotten son, that whoever believes in him will never perish, but have everlasting life. So we love not because we are loving. We don't have the power to love unconditionally, fully and completely. We receive that power again from Christ. So how can we love? We look back to the cross. We look at the love on his face when it says in Hebrews that because of the joy set before him, he faced the cross. The joy was the relationship with you and I. The joy was the love he would pour out. When his blood poured out, it poured out love. Every drop of blood was covered in blood and, and drenched in his love for us. So when you look at Christ's love and the love that he offers you, how can we withhold love to somebody else undeserving? And we also see in the word that it says, he died for us while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinning, blind, disgusting, not mm -hmm. agreeing with him, but his enemy. He chose to die for us. So we can't sit at a Thanksgiving table and show a little love to the people that are difficult around us. You can because you have the Holy Spirit. And if you prepare well and you take a look at yourself and really align yourself with God and your motive of honoring God and choosing to lift up his name and be a tool used for him, be a reflection of him on this day, then you're able to have a little extra love because it's not a fountain that you're creating within yourself. It's a fountain being poured into you by Christ, which is immeasurable. And then you're able to pour out. Well, I think that that is just the gospel just coming out of coming out at, at everybody today and mercy 
I always have to define mercy also. So if forgiveness, undeserved forgiveness is grace, another portion of something different to give out is mercy. And mercy, the definition of that is not giving somebody the, the punishment that they deserve. Okay. So that means that if you're sitting at the table across from someone or next to someone that, wow, doesn't believe what you believe, has a totally different lifestyle, you got to serve them, serve yourself up first, some undeserved forgiveness and some mercy, which is not the punishment that you're supposed to get, but withholding the punishment that you're supposed to get. Uh, if you can serve up both of those to the people that you are talking with, oh, that's a tall order, but I think it can be done. It's a one-time event. And maybe that will be a way of not beaming our light to them. We're not there to preach and teach. You know, we're there to socialize and fellowship. Sometimes we are called to preach and teach. Right. And I think something we haven't talked about is discernment. It's like knowing the difference, knowing when to apply the right tool at the right job, right? And, yes. and I think that we got to pray a lot for that. Pray for a lot of wisdom so that God will fill us with the words that we need or that God will put a muzzle on us if we yeah. need to mm -hmm. at the time so that we can maybe just listen or not participate so that we can shine his light, whether that means that we shine with words or we just shine in silence. Yeah, it's going to be very important. So yeah, wisdom has to be something else that's served up. So we're going to have a lot of we have a lot of grace. Sides. Yeah, a lot of sides. <laughs> and I want to just say that this is not something that we do of ourselves. We have a God that we can turn to. We can turn to God and we can turn to his word for patience, forgiveness, and for rest when family conflict burdens our heart. Oh, that's right. So it's like, I'm in the kitchen. I wouldn't be in the kitchen cooking this proverbial meal all by myself. I would have uh, the Holy Trinity helping me out, right? Exactly. I would have my my helper, the Holy Spirit. Jesus would be right by my side. And and God would also uh, be be right beside me, comforting me and making sure that everything is, is working. Yeah. And cooking the way it's supposed to. So, And you know, if Thanksgiving is at your house this year, then there's a few things you can do. You can have pra praise and worship music on softly in the background when people arrive. You can put a Bible verse on the table. You can pray before dinner. Ask if anybody, is there anything you guys are thankful for before we pray? Let them know. Close your eyes. Let's pray together. And, you know, my pastor, I learned this from my pastor. If there's somebody there that doesn't believe and they're against praying, then my pastor always says, and I personally pray in the name of Jesus. You know, we're not pushing it on others. This is not a, I'm shoving the food, Jesus, down your throat. This is, I am offering a beautiful platter. And I'm going to make everything so desiring, so beautiful. I'm going to extend God's beauty to you, his grace and mercy, that I'm hoping you won't be able to resist, Right? Mm -hmm. hopefully they'll be hungry enough right. to, to participate right yeah but that's not our job again just like the holy spirit is going to be helping us then the holy spirit's going to be helping them too and maybe planting that seed would be wonderful offering those things then would be wonderful now then then we let it go okay we do our job we did our job and allow the holy spirit to do their work his work but 
afterwards? What do you do afterwards? So we've done some preparing by praying, praying for the people, praying scripture over them, praying for ourselves, and in the moment, applying the fruits of the spirit, uh, grace, mercy, healthy portions of those, inviting wisdom to the table. And then afterwards, what do you do? How do you sum it up? What if it doesn't go perfectly? What if what if something fails? What if you don't use one of those tools? What if you get earthly and your earthly flesh and, and snap back? What if you get a little angry? Well, how do what do we do after the meal after the meal, after the visit? Well, if it didn't go well, I would say, look at the mirror, because it's easy to look in everybody else. No, let's stand in front of the mirror for a minute. Let's take responsibility for where it went wrong, our part in it, and then let's again reach out. I think a great thing to do is call and say, you know, I think I was so nervous and I wanted everything to be so beautiful that my anxiety got the best of me and I may not have treated you in a way that was, you know, loving and kind. So I'm sorry for that and start building the bridges. Thanksgiving and these holidays can be very stressful, but I want you to think, take a different mindset. It is exciting because if you're a believer, if you love God and you've said, God, here I am, send me, and you're sitting at the table, that's where he's sending you. And you have this great opportunity to just show God's loving kindness to those around you. Overcome the triggers and the old traps of your old person, what used to set you off. We're going to overcome that and we're going to change. We're going to be new creatures in Christ created for his glory. It's an exciting day. And I hope and I pray that we can all come together Mm -hmm. the day after Thanksgiving and offer gratitude to God for what he is doing in our lives. And if you want to see change in somebody else's life, you know that change first starts with you. Wow. Makes me think of that that old Michael Jackson song. Yes. The man (laughs) in the mirror. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we can serve up some leftovers too, right. right? Yes. Yes. yes we, we can send them home with leftovers. Uh-huh. Lots of grace, lots of mercy, lots of fruits of the spirit, and a lot of love. Yes. A lot of love. So Thanksgiving is going to be our dress rehearsal for Christmas. That's right. Because we got everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. So whatever we didn't do right exactly. on Thanksgiving, we'll, we'll do better next time. A little forgiveness. What a timely message. I hope that everybody can approach the table with some good Thanksgiving hearts and attitudes and and just be able to enjoy each other. Just take a day off from the hate and from the the things of the world. Yeah, the world has enough problems of its own. There's enough conflict out there. Let's make our homes or our table, wherever it may be, a a safe haven. Let's overlook things. Let's extend grace and mercy. You know, let let me just say this. If you see there's somebody in your family who's having a little bit too much to drink and you know it's going to add, cause a problem, you might, you might say, you know, I'm getting tired. I'm going to have to leave a little early. Thank you so much for everything. And it might be a time for you to step out. There, mm-hmm. It's that wisdom that you spoke about. Invite wisdom to the table. Invite mm-hmm. them with you. And be constantly praying. The word tells us to not to have a praying life but to spend your life praying like be have a strong prayer life while you're sitting at the table when you're starting to observe little little conflicts popping up ask god to give you wisdom try to redirect 
try to speak over love, kindness. Guys, we're so thankful. We're so blessed to be all of us here this year. We don't know next year who's going to be at the table. Let's let's talk about things that bring us together. Mm -hmm. And then start with you. Start, look at the person that you dislike the most at the table and say a kind word about that person. You know, you're really diligent about this. You're a really hard worker about this. I love the way you take care of your mom. Maybe they're defending their mom's honor, something that doesn't need to be defended. But you can say, you know, I see that you're a strong defender for your family. And I appreciate mm -hmm. that. And let's redirect, redirect. Don't forget to use some humor. Yes, Don't forget absolutely. to use some humor. Humor is a great way to break the ice. Maybe look up some jokes ahead of time. Yes. Have them ready to go. So. Yes, but be prepared. Because <laughs> you might have a person at the table that's going to come back with a joke that you do not appreciate. <laughs> Which well, that will be my table. <laughs> well, we'll have to take everything with a grain of salt, right? Yes, exactly. Let it go. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say on this day that I am so thankful to have a partner in this Therapy Thursday. I've learned so much over this past year. It's already been a year. 11-11 uh, was our one-year anniversary. And I'm so thankful to have had this journey along with you. I've learned, I've, listen, there's plenty of times that we came on to record a podcast and that record ne button never got hit because you ended up supporting me and loving me and allowing mm. me to vent about things that are painful in my own life. And today I just want to stop. I want to say I'm thankful for you, for your ministry, for your character, for your love of God. And I'm just glad that I'm not on this journey on Therapy Thursday alone because I'd just be pouring myself out and getting no redirection. <laughs> it's so funny. And I want to thank you, too, because it takes a lot of work to do all the, the preparation and the homework and the, the tech stuff. Wow. You know, I, I used to think of myself as very techie. <laughs> if I had to admit, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it takes a lot of work. It really does. And I can't believe it. I saw that that one year anniversary and I cannot believe what God is doing. And it's amazing that he's even allowing this to happen. And for those of you who don't know, I've known Lisa for 20 plus years. Yes. And our lives just keep weaving in and out and in and out. I really do appreciate our friendship. I really That's do. Why. Yes. And we're also thankful that we've had 4,000 downloads. We're not... We're not in it for the numbers, right? We're, we do it for an audience of one, which is Christ and God to honor him and to be obedient to him. But when we stop and think that 4,000 times somebody's come in and listened to us talk about God and hopefully left inspired and encouraged to open their own Bible, to pray a little more, to draw near to God. So today I'm also thankful for you, the person on the other side who's come back and visited, or maybe this is your, maybe this is your first time. I'm thankful that you joined us and joined our circle and our talk. And I hope that if you don't follow us on social media, it is faith with friends underscore podcast. I hope that you join us and follow us along. Yes. Thank you for everything, Lisa. Thank you, God. Let's close in prayer. Um, God, thank you so much for everything that you do to provide for us, how you have that infinite wisdom and you have just provided that grace and mercy. You have set the table um, and you've provided everything that we could possibly use so that we could take care of ourselves and take care of others. And Lord, sometimes we are short-sighted or sometimes we get weary and I'm so glad that you don't. I'm so glad that you have sent us a helper that we can call on. Thank you, Jesus, for always praying for us. 
Thank you, God, for always being so compassionate and comforting us. You're the great physician. I know there are people out there that are hurting and that are not in a good place. And I just ask you to put a blanket of comfort, compassion over them, guide them, give them wisdom, give them all the tools necessary, surround them with good, good hearted Christian friends. In Jesus' name, I pray. I pray that the meal that we share with our families would be significantly filled with love. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And I pray that we all remember that the guest of honor on Thanksgiving dinner is Jesus. His Holy Spirit is with us. So let's honor the guest of honor by magnifying his name, glorifying his name, and even without a word, witnessing to those around us without a word. If God leads you to speak about God, then that's perfect. Do it to the best of your ability for his glory. But just showing loving kindness, dying to self, avoiding triggers, overlooking problems or mistakes of others, you are glorifying God's name when you do it all for him. So thank you for listening. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving, whoever's at your table. We pray that you feel God's presence and love around you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?